hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only podcast where if we were a prescription drug, you would not be able to, in addition to operating heavy machinery, funk while using because you are required to monk. I'm our co-host, Jay Christie. Joins always by Andre Barra. Andre, how are you? <clears throat> you know, um, I'm going to sound a little funny. I'm getting over a slight <coughs> uh, vaccine-related <coughs> illness, I believe, uh, yes. but we're getting there. He's, he's got the, the vacky <clears throat> in his system. Um, a little vacky to backy, um, or yeah. wacky vacky is probably the better term. Um, <clears throat> Definitely. But, yeah, I wonder. Hey, so got they my whiskey you, though. Yeah, I got, I got, I, I got a little whiskey too. Uh, do they tell you not to mix the vacky with wacky to backy, or does it not matter? <clears throat> no, I think the only thing is you're not supposed to drink the night before. Which ah, I definitely did. I didn't know that before. Yeah, I didn't know um, that. I definitely drank the night before. Eh, it was fine. <laughs> um, not only not only did I drink, but I had like eight shots of whiskey the night before. So yeah, I, I don't I, I didn't go that I didn't go that hard. I think I had a couple of drinks. It was a Friday, um, but anyway, uh, you know, as I I'm fine, and you know, you're going to be fine. Make sure you guys get vaccinated, whether it's the Pfizer or the Moderna. We're two Pfizer boys, but, you know. Um, yes, correct. I also I honestly I get the stuff online where people make like ironic jokes about like. Oh, Team Pfizer, Team Moderna, et cetera, et cetera. But I, one, I don't think that's funny usually. And I'm like, I feel like if one in ten people don't realize you're joking and think it actually matters, that's not a good thing. So don't do that. Don't do those dumb jokes. Um, the only thing I like joking about, the only thing I like joking about is like, <clears throat> if I were to have gotten the Moderna, mm-hmm. I would just be like, oh, I ordered my Microsoft Surface, got my Windows phone. I mean, I already made that joke, even though I got the Pfizer. I tweeted, I think it was, that uh, now that if I ever go missing, the cops can just contact Bill Gates and he can pull up my location. Um, Yeah. You know, good stuff. Um, But yeah, get vaccinated. I don't need to tell you guys. You know, that's stupid. But anyway, we're talking about Mr. Monk and the Buried Treasure. Um, Is it Mr. Monk and the Buried Treasure? I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, it's Mr. Monk and the Buried Treasure. It should be Mr. Monk finds Buried Treasure, in my opinion, but... um, I actually, I, I, that's, in my opinion, I don't know about you, maybe it's just because since we title the episodes Andre, Jake, and blank, mm-hmm. I think that the show misses opportunities to use words other than and, you know? I think that yeah, when it's like meets, finds, like, I think that that's more interesting. Yeah, or like digs up some buried treasure, finds buried I think that's too much. I think it needs to be just like one, two words. But finds like, the buried treasure? Finds, yeah, Mr. Monk finds buried treasure. <clears throat> Like, I think that that's, um, I, I, the only reason I noticed it so much is because it sounds more awkward when it's Andre, Jake, <coughs> and Buried Treasure, you know? Whereas if it's yeah. Andre and Drake find Buried Treasure, that's smoother. Anyway, yeah, we start off right. with, uh, Dr. Kroger, Chucky Krogh, um, and Monk <coughs> is talking about how his mother was a wonderful cook, which I'm just gonna say, I actually, I just don't believe that. I flatly do not believe that his mom was a good cook. Same here, but I also <clears throat> I desperately want to know what he, what exactly she was good at cooking. If if I, I wonder what he would think she was a good good cook at. Yeah, because <clears throat> I I think that um, I just don't can't imagine that you'd be doing much experimenting in the cooking department if you're also like have the psychological issues that she clearly had and passed on to Ambrose <clears throat> and Adrian. You know, like. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe she was like super. <clears throat> she made like the cleanest meals. Yes, they're all living. squared. They're all squared. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, when people say like, "Oh yeah, I'm eating clean," it means they're mostly. What they mean is they're eating vegetables. When Monk says that, it means that the plate isn't dirty. Um, right. And right. Monk, as he's talking, he notices a little ice on Doctor Kroger's wrist. 
Yeah, you know, he's uh, <clears throat> he's got a nice... Sorry, there's going to... Just a, a warning to everybody, there's going to be a lot of throat clearing. Um, yeah, he's wearing like a nice watch. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it's a Rolex, uh, but it's very nice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Monk's kind of asking him, like, where'd you get that from? Like, did your wife get it for you? It's not your anniversary, so, like, what the hell's the deal? And what we basically <clears throat> can infer from this conversation is that basically Harold Crenshaw is rolling in it and gave him a nice little gift, yeah. right? I'll say this. I think that it is... I don't know if I want to use the word incredibly, but it's pretty inappropriate for Dr. Kroger to not only accept Absolutely. that, but then wear it. Like, Absolutely. that's really inappropriate. Yeah, you know, like... <clears throat> I mean, there's it'd be one thing if he were to just get, like, a regular watch. Like, okay. Or, but, like, this is clearly a very a luxury watch. Something that costs a good amount of money. There should be some sort of uh, cap at uh, the val monetary value for a like, gift. I think that obviously there's different levels. I, I think that th some therapists do things differently. But, like, the... I truly do not know... I... I do not know the marital status, or if my if my therapist has any siblings, or where, what anything, what neighborhood she lives in New York. I literally could not know any less, and I've been with this woman for like five years. So like the fact that Monk knows when his anniversary is, that's like just Monk being weird. But like the fact that he knows his son is inappropriate as it is. But like to accept gifts, like I just cannot even imagine. You know, like those. If you ever match like a social situation that's so far out of bounds of what normal is that like if you try to imagine how the person would react like i it just i can't it would just get so anxious thinking about if i've ever said to my therapist hey i got you a watch like that's so weird <clears throat> you know what this reminds me of now just talking about it like of a of a side effects kind of a deal of getting involved with your psychiatrist i've never actually seen side effects i should i do i like i like a little good stevie soderberg but uh <clears throat> Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's actually pretty good. Like I I'm thought sure it was it's horrible, good. It's but it's good. I don't know. Yeah, my. I mean, also my threshold for a movie being good is incredibly low, as it should be for everyone. People who are uh, snobs about movie suck. Anyway, um, you know, uh, Monk is. Um, he's asking about you know asking about the watch and asking uh, what he should get him as a gift instead. And Kroger's like, well, that's not appropriate. And I'm thinking to myself. It wasn't appropriate. That's why you don't accept the <coughs> gift to begin with, you know? Like, you can't be like, oh, I accept this gift, and it's inappropriate for you to want to get me a gift now. You know what? I think at this point, I think it's safe to say that Chucky Kroger just prefers Harold Crenshaw. Like, there's no yeah. ifs, ands, yeah. or buts about it. Yeah, and, and from an outside perspective, I think Harold Crenshaw sucks more as a person. However, if it was my job right. to try to, like, be the shrink to one of them, I would much prefer Harold Crenshaw because Harold Crenshaw is a much more functioning member of society. <laughs> like, he has a wife and a child and has a job that's not, you know, that he doesn't require him to be Superman. Apparently. Oh, well, he kind of is, isn't he? According is to the next episode? That is true. That is true. Uh, I forgot that that's the next episode. Anyway. Yeah, um, we'll get to that later. Yeah, Monk asks, uh, he's like, oh, so what are you, a 42 regular? Which I appreciate. And then Kroger's uh, cell phone rings. Another thing, like I get this, I get that this is not, you know. Do you know what you are? <clears throat> what uh, off the top of my head? I don't um, know. I think I'm a thirty-seven. My, not for my <clears throat> jacket size, no. Um, just because I really have only bought like a suit jacket. I only have like one suit jacket because I'm, you know, twenty-four, and that just doesn't come up that much. Um, okay. I know what I am in the pants because that's like something that you don't need to have fancy. Um, but, <clears throat> okay. Uh, but yeah, no. Do you know off the top of your head? No, I have no idea. Yeah. Zero. 
actually, nothing. I think I'm like a 37, but that's not might not be true. Maybe 38, something. Like, I mean, I'm in the high 30s. Um, anyway, uh, Chucky's cell phone rings, which <clears throat> do put it on silent, and apparently it's Troy. Uh, well, it's Troy's school. His son, Troy. Uh, you're a good friend. You act. You guys actually. Uh, you know, did went to a couple parties together back in the day. You know, you, you were his DJ. You know what? Parties. You know what? I'm not even gonna like yeah, no, put him. Not that bad. He's actually not that bad. He's pretty good. Yeah. In comparison I know to way shittier people. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, and uh, Troy apparently didn't show up to school. I like, played a little hooky. Now I don't know if we ever discussed this. Did you ever play a little hooky uh, in high school? We've definitely discussed this. Okay, man. Was, it yeah. was definitely the episode with Troy previously. Oh right. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. obviously the answer for me is no. And I think for you, what was it again? It was no, never. Yeah. It wasn't worth it at all. No, it wasn't. Yeah. That's the thing about stuff like that. It's just like the, the risk reward is so bad. Like the thing yeah. that some people Like what do, am I going to go do? And the thing that some people do, and I think I might have mentioned this, is that like some kids would skip their first period and go to the smokehouse, which was the restaurant, like the big restaurant in town, like breakfast place right down the street from the school. It was like a two minute walk. <clears throat> so like that I can understand. You skip, especially if it was like you have gym first period. And like a lot, a lot of times, like a lot of football players would have gym first period. They just wouldn't show up, and then the coach would just be like, "Whatever." Like that, I understand. Yeah. That's low risk. But to miss yeah. the whole day, like I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So Kroger says he's probably listening to trash metal and skateboarding, which I feel like there was a time in your life that that sounds like a great day. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know what? At at the very least, we can say that he knows his son because that's exactly what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's doing. They're trying to get some mad air, bro, in the parking lot. Yeah. Some wooden ramps. Um, I don't know a lot about skateboarding, but the ramp doesn't uh, seem conducive to getting "quote unquote" mad air. Um, yeah, you'd have to be getting some really nice speed to get some air on the way up. Um, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at no. all. But we get a nice, like, pretty good shot of someone eating shit right there. Yeah. Like, it didn't seem at all like. Uh, no, the skateboarding is actually not that bad in terms of the, the way it looks, um, especially because yeah. they're not required to actually be good. It's not like it's not like right. Troy's gonna go pro. Um, He's no Lil Wayne. By the way, shouts to uh, the kids who would skateboard in like middle and high school who would talk talk about trying to get sponsored. And the one kid who had like one shot of him like going down a stair set when he, we were like twelve, and he got like a five hundred dollars sponsorship for like trucks or something like that, and it was the biggest, the coolest, biggest deal. Shout Dude, to trust me, that was like my friends and I. Um, mm-hmm. We were just like we just went to local skate shop to just get us a couple of decks every once mm-hmm. in a while. Hey, you know, I remember the biggest thing. Like, Dude, did you hear that Ryan? He, I mean. In the, the, I don't even know if this is true or not, but my friend Matt, who is kind of a hater, and still is a hater, but I love him, uh, was like, yeah, and I heard he didn't even land that trick. <laughs> Damn. It's, Great shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> they they find a guy, though, in a car, because they hit the car accidentally with the skateboard, and right. uh, there's a guy who's got a burger in his hand, and uh, he's not moving. <clears throat> yeah, you know, he's... Uh... He's, let's just, I mean, that's, there's no other way to put it. He's just fucking dead. Yeah, he's dead. Um, but more than that, they, uh, you know, they're kind of snooping around and just checking out the scene to see what happened and uh, mm-hmm. to come across what looks, uh, what appears to be a treasure map. Well, not like, well at first they oh, find like bags yes, yes. from West Bay Trust, which was a bank <sighs> they got robbed and right. for $2 million. And then they find uh, a treasure map for the buried treasure of, uh, of wherever the, um, the money that they stole right. um and uh yeah you know uh it's two million dollars two million big ones 
Um, which I feel like for the size of the bank, I'm, this is probably me just being a dick, but I feel like you gotta take, rip that bank off for more than $2 million. Like, that's a huge bank, you know? Uh, no, well, I'll tell you as someone that worked at a bank for forever, yeah. and a pretty big one, um, yeah. they actually don't have that much cash in there, like, mm, as a rule. Like, it's just, you'd have to, like, request it in advance. That's fair. If, you, okay. if someone were to make a large withdrawal. Now, yeah, my thing about banks is I, I just know from point break that you don't go for the safe. You just get everything out of the tails, and then you go, because you can get out quicker. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But, uh. Yeah, obviously, I know everything I know about bank robberies or movies, um, which is how I know that the action is the juice. Anyway, um, yep. And uh, we then cut to Troy and his friends, who are what Pez and uh, Ridley. Ridley, yeah, yeah. Well, I have we have I've, I assume you do too. I got some thoughts for Ridley. Uh, uh, is Ridley the more inappropriate one? The yes, I mean <clears throat> Pez is like little inappropriate. Ridley is fully like fully going sexual harassment needs to get a talking to on the, in this um anyway they're arguing basically about like getting monk involved because they're afraid he might want to cut which like if troy knows monk at all he knows that that he's and he's right he's like monk is not gonna care like he's not gonna do it but right yeah he's never been a guy about the money um i believe in previous episodes he's mentioned that he would literally just give all his money back if he could mm-hmm. or something yes. right uh, and you know, if he's willing to do that, you know, <clears throat> that my Venmo is at Jake Dash Christie, you know, um, there's no way he's on Venmo. Um, but, uh, they end up, get, Monk opens the door and lets him in and he's looking at the map and I do appreciate that he has a bunch of plastic all over his couch. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> uh I, I, I would probably call him out for the same reason. I just think that's fucking weird and like, oh, it it's is pretty gross. It's like, <clears throat> I feel like that would, like, cause you to get more germs on there in some way. Is, I, don't I don't think that that that's true, but it is rude. Um, I know that there's people who have, like, that's clearly, like, temporary plastic. But, when, you know, you see people who have, like, the f- plastic on there permanently. It's like, what's the point of that? Like, <clears throat> you know. It's, I feel like if it's super hot, like, it's just going to be disgusting when your, like, skin yeah. peels off of it. Also, it's like, what are you trying to keep it clean for, like, in sometime in the future where you're going to sit on it? Because... Like, don't you want it to be comfortable now? I don't know. I'm just not a fan of uh, that whole vibe. Um, right. I, I also just associate it with, like, stuffy old people. Um, yes. And uh, in their sitting rooms. And have, yeah, a sitting room, like a living room that, like, nobody's ever supposed to sit yeah, in. Yeah, because exactly. Because right. they have a room that they actually, like, <clears throat> use for family activities. But then a sitting room, which no one goes in. Um, which, like, they want old people want to criticize you know young people for getting avocado toast, spending extra money on that. It's like you spend money on an extra room in your house that you just use for furniture you don't use. Shut up. Anyway, yeah. What's their excuse for what the map is for? Because they're obviously not mentioning that it's from a bank robber. Right. I, they start spin some sort of story about how it's like a school project. Uh, they're reading <clears throat> uh, Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson, which is like. Unless you're, like, in a remedial class, there's no reason on earth why you should be reading Treasure Island in high school. Right? Mm. Like, isn't that, I mean, like, I'll like tell you that. middle school shit? No, I don't shit? think so. I don't think so. Because, I mean, I I was not in – my school was definitely not the best in the world. But I read in AP language, I read The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll <clears throat> and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson. So I don't think that it's a middle school level book. Um, well, because we read fucking like uh, Lord of the Flies in like eighth grade or something. I mean, also that your school is just better <clears throat> than mine. There's no fucking way we're gonna read Lord of the Flies in uh, eighth grade. Okay. Let me look up what Treasure Island reading level is. I, uh, grade seven. Okay, which means that yeah. yeah, it's I I think that it's um, 
Yeah, I mean, I also think that they might be remedial. I think that you're underestimating how bad, how, like, behind public school kids can be. Um, Fair enough. Like, I wouldn't like I said, think that Kroger... Yeah, well... Yeah. You're right, he's probably not going to public school, but he's definitely not in an advanced class. I don't know. Yes. But anyway, they make it up, because um, he <clears> says that... And they, they, they add too much detail. That's the thing about a lie, is don't add too much detail if you don't need to, because they say that the author was a pirate, and actually a pirate. And of course, Robert Louis Stevenson was not a pirate. He was just extremely, extremely, extremely addicted to morphine. Um, and was I think he really? cocaine too. He was a, I think he was actually a coke addict and he's also on morphine. I know that he, if or was I he like an opium guy? I, something like that. I, I think it might've been some type of coke, some drug like that. But the important thing is, let me actually look it up. Um, Robert Louis Stevenson addict. Cause I know that he was, um, yeah, he was cocaine. So what happened, if I remember correctly, and this might be apocryphal, that he wrote a version of the strange case of Dr. Dracula and Mr. Hyde. Um, Ooh, in like, that makes so sense. I, no, listen, he wrote a version, he wrote, like, a long version of it, and he, like, lost it for some reason. I forget exactly why. And in, a, like, a one coke field weekend, he rewrote the whole thing. Um, yeah. which I was going to say, he probably, he probably hawked it for some fucking coke. Yeah, and also, it's not worth mentioning that, like, that is impressive, but the book is, all, like, is, like, 80 pages, so, like, um, you know. Really? Also, it's, it's actually very short. It's not long at all, yeah. Um, it's wow. pretty good. But I've never my, read it. My criticism always is, and I think that this is, if I had a take that had to go on my tombstone, this would probably be it. The problem with that book is that Dr. Jekyll sounds like the uh, evil person, and Mr. Hyde just sounds like a normal dude. Like, Dr. Jekyll sounds like a scary guy, but he's the normal guy, you know? Yeah, okay. Like, Jekyll, yeah. if Jekyll's a weird last name, Hyde, it's like, yeah, fine, whatever. Carlos Hyde was the running back for the fucking 49ers. That's not normal, weird at all. Yeah. Anyway. Um... So, <clears throat> apparently, the thing is that this treasure map, their English teacher wants them to find the treasure, and if they do, they get extra credit because they've been skipping school. Right. My, my question is, is this the same Troy actor? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it is. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, I can tell um, because I thought, that, I thought he looked too old to be a high schooler when he was in it like a season ago, and now he looks still too old to be a high schooler. Right. And, you know, like, this is this sounds all well and good to Monk. He's, you know, he's trying to basically one-up Harold Crenshaw in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. and uh, But Natalie, rightfully, is mm-hmm. suspicious. Like, wh- yeah. this doesn't seem right. Like Specifically, and, you know. not because of anything they're saying, but because they're teenage boys, and that automatically means they're lying. And honestly, fair. Like, I can, I, I'll say that I was an exception that proves the rule because I sucked, so I didn't lie or do anything mischievous. But I can say that because I know that about myself, that... That does not apply to most teenage boys. Listen, I'll all I'll say is that I was more of like a rascal than you probably were, but yes. not by much. But even no. then, if I would have have found a dead body, yeah. like there's no chance I wouldn't have not reported it of or taken something from exactly. the scene. That's so st- like I I think the thing that, <coughs> one of the problems I have with that scene is that like I think and I think crime shows do this all the time that if you stumble upon a dead body, someone who is freshly dead. That is the most traumatizing thing that happens to you in your life. Like, that is, like, they, you have to be a genuine sociopath to see a dead body and be like, how am I going to make this good for me? Like, right. your, your brain just can't process it like that. A normal, a normal empathetic person would be like, oh my fucking God, that's a dead body. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, how are we going to score? Anyway, you yeah. fucking sound like Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie with his fucking schemes or whatever. Um, anyway, uh, Monk, but Monk says that he can't say no. You know, because he's got to do something for Dr. Kroger. And so they go to a store to get a map. Did you catch the name of the what store? What store? Well, no, you tell me, because this is your bit. The fucking Vinton Street Mini Mart. Oh, 
Jesus. With the, with the nice uh, 626 area code in the background, mm-hmm. basically telling us that it's either San Gabriel Valley or Pasadena or something. Mm. Shout out to the San Gabriel <clears throat> Valley. No shouts to Pasadena. Um, actually, I don't know why. I feel like Pasadena is probably no one that has good politics. Am I wrong about that? I feel like I'm right about that. Uh, you're probably right. You're, you're probably right. And uh, not to mention that's like where JPL is. And uh, No, Caltech the Jeff, is. The Jeff Caltech. Caltech. No, Caltech I actually is. know someone who... I kind of know someone who worked. I don't know if they still do, but anyway. Um, uh, I just think any- of Jack Parsons like fucking calling the devil and shit like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they're gonna buy a map, and the the big thing that they're looking at the map, and you know, the, I'm not gonna explain what it looks like, but there's a thing on that says two. There's really four details on it. There's the reservoir in the middle of it, which they know is the reservoir, and then there's a thing that says BBQ, and something right. that says Zoo, and then RT44. <clears throat> Right, um, and as this is going on, yeah. uh, our good friend—this is actually our mutual friend. We actually—it's funny—we actually knew him independently of each other. But our mutual yeah. friend uh, Pez is trying to buy uh, 40s of malt liquor. <laughs> you know, what's funny enough is I actually went to high uh, high school with a guy that we called Pez. Um, his name was Joseph Gopez, mm-hmm. um, which makes me just wonder why most like kids with the last name Lopez don't just go by Pez. Yeah, that's a dope name, actually. I didn't really thought about yeah. that. Yeah. I wonder how this Pez got his name because his last name is probably not Lopez. Um, maybe it's a Pez Belusky. I was thinking that like maybe he did be just based on the look of him. I was thinking that he maybe did like a trick where he would like uh, hide oh, no. stuff in his cheeks and like cough like spit it up like Pez dispenser. That's what I was imagining. Okay, um, okay. maybe. Anyway, but apparently the guy's like, ah, "There's no way you're 47. We're in homeroom together," um, and. Uh, which like if that is the case, why the fuck is this guy working right now? It's like the broad, it's broad daylight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he's do. I mean, you could get uh, maybe it's in, a Saturday. I don't no, know. In my school, you could to show that this is a public school. You could, I think, in your junior senior year, you could like get a couple periods off if you went to a job, like the last three periods of the day, and like you got credits for it because you know you oh, that's train nice. the workers of the future. Um, not that I want to, but. <clears throat> I don't want to besmirch people who go to work right after high school, but it's the types of jobs people were working were not. <laughs> it's not like they're getting any real value out of it. Um, it was a necessity to. It's, I'm not gonna. It's not their fault. I, I was. I went. I I actually worked <clears throat> my se- junior senior year of high school, <clears throat> and base. I've never actually not worked. I've I've never not worked mm-hmm. since I was 17. Mm. Yes, that's just the kind of guy I am. And and this is this is why uh, you know this is the duality of man because I. Did not have a job until after college because I uh, come from privilege. I'm no. just a corporate. I'm yeah. just a corporate slave asking for whoever's in my defense. Boot to in, in high school, I, def- I actually just did too many extracurriculars to really have a job. I mean, I could technically, but like my parents, I didn't need to. And my parents were not going to make me like work around mock trial and academic team and AP classes and stuff like that. And then in yeah. college, honestly, the thing I always said was like, "Hey, man, I uh, you know got this big scholarship." My grades are my, I make a, if, if my scholarship counts as income, I am making more money by going to school than I ever could <clears throat> by doing a job, which is what you call a rationalization. Cause I absolutely could have also been helping out by getting a job, but I didn't want to. Any hoozle, uh, Ridley goes up to Natalie. She's reading like a home decorating magazine and she's like, yeah, this home decorating, you're not, wouldn't be into it. And he says, I'm into lots of stuff. And did you catch what he says he has? Uh, no, but all I know is that he was like basically picking up on her. Yes, very much so. He says that he has a corn snake that eats mice. Um, right, which, yeah, he did say that. Cool. Yeah. 
don't be a snake guy. Um, yeah, I would never be. I hate snakes. <clears throat> shouts to Indiana Jones, but I even if like you have a snake, just like that should be the last thing you'd bring up about something. <coughs> That's like you should hide that from the world. Um, or if you're gonna talk about, or if you're talking to, no, actually, I'm gonna get canceled for that. Yeah, yeah uh, don't, don't get canceled. I, yeah, I'm yeah. the, I'm, I, it's my job. I'm the person on the pod who risks getting canceled. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, you can try if you want. I'm not saying you can't do that, but I can't help myself, and you, you have better judgment <laughs> than I do. Anyway, uh, Natalie's like, I'm old enough to be your mother, which, you know, but if, she's not. She, eh, she is. No, but she's not his mother, though. Oh, 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 right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, but, but you're not. Which honestly, like, it is gross. Then this guy needs to stop. But you know, in a, in a different context, that is not a bad response. to That I'll say that. I mean, if we're keeping it real, um, she's probably not that much older than him. <clears throat> in the show, or in the act, or in the reality, actor? yeah. Um, let me actually look up how I forget how old it is. How, how it is. Not not that it's important, you know. Not that we should put women's ages on blast, but when it's on probably available on Wikipedia, I'm not the one who's uh, putting it out there. So she was born in 1966, and that episode came out. So she's like 31 or 32, um, mm-hmm. and he yeah. So I mean I yeah I mean she's not really old enough to be his mother. But anyway, um, I mean I guess you, whenever people say that, this is a thought that I've had before, and there's no other place mm-hmm. we can say this. How, what, like, in technically speaking, there are p- people who become mothers like 15 or 16, but that doesn't really count. If you, if you're 15 years older than someone, you wouldn't say I'm older enough to be your mother, right? Like, I guess it's like, how old are we talking? You know? Is yeah. Is I'm old enough to be your mother biologically or responsibly? Uh, I think probably responsibly. I know that that's what it means, but still. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Monk makes a discovery on the map that it's not Route 44 because, uh, even numbered, um, interstates go go I mean, east west go, go east west yeah so what the hell did the rt mean again it meant the mile marker 44 i don't know why i wrote rt but Wh- yeah that didn't make any sense okay yeah. but either way they figure out that that's what it must mean so they're all off to the next clue together yes and natalie doesn't want to ride in a car alone with ridley um <clears throat> which is a scathing indictment of ridley as a person um mm-hmm. and uh so they all pile in to troy's car and then we cut to uh the the parking cops. lot where the cops are there where they find this poor sat sack who died of a heart attack um and he just they, coincidentally died of a heart attack right yep yep it was a bit awesome. awesome they laid it on a little thick by having a burger in his hand like that's a little yeah <laughs> yeah 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 like i don't think i mean i actually i don't know i actually wonder if eating something unhealthy at the moment makes you more likely to have a heart attack because i can't imagine it would because your body hasn't processed the fats and stuff but who knows also, as soon as we see Randy, of course, he's like, he's uh, sucking on a, not a chili dog, not but he's, a chili sucking, dog. he's sucking on a big gulp, basically, but yeah. from like a fast food restaurant. Yes. <clears throat> I think from the same place where the guy got his burger from, right? Yes, correct. Because uh, the guy apparently has no wallet, no cell phone, and uh, the uniform police officer thinks that it was his partner who took all the stuff from him, but because of the ramps and scuff marks, et cetera, et cetera, Stalin thinks there's some kids on skateboards. And speaking of the fast food cup, Randy has a receipt that is from evidence um, that he wants to keep because apparently this restaurant is doing a thing where you have to collect puzzle pieces, and if you get them all, you get free refills for life. Right, and as soon as this happened, I'm just like, okay, somehow this whole thing is going to be a major, major I mean, that's, you say that it's a bad thing. That's just how storytelling works, though. Like, it has to. 
Well, yeah, but it's like, I guess we never see, we've never seen him ever like that sucking on a fucking drink. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and apparently, this is the last one Randy needs because he's been drinking there for uh, every day for six months. Um, he apparently has four a day, which boy, he's not boy. diabetic. I mean, he's yeah, he's gonna be diabetic. I think the thing is, I think he might be diabetic, but like, if you don't go to a doctor to diagnose you, it's like Schrodinger's diabetes, you know, like. You, you yeah. know, you're technically not diabetic yet. Um, yeah, so he aggressively wants to lose a foot. So he is, he drinks four of them a day. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <And> Christ. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Stoutmire's like, you can't have the receipt. It's a fucking homicide investigation. And then Randy reasons with him. Yeah, he's already cleared it with uh, with the crime scene investigators. It's a receipt from like months ago or something, yes. right? But no, but he levels with them. He's like, "You're a spiritual person, you know. This happened for a reason." Right? Yeah, like it was meant to happen after all these years of him fucking drinking four like seventy ounce Coca Cola. Yeah. I'll say this: I definitely to dr- have <laughs> drank and still do drink too much soda for a person. I mostly drink sugar free at this point, but I still definitely it's bad. And the notion of drinking four a day, like even in my, even in a world where there was no consequences, where I couldn't get diabetes, I would never do that because that just like, you just feel jittery at all times. It just I can't imagine doing that. I just recently started drinking Coke Zero, and mm-hmm. I had two in a day, and I was just like, I can't imagine like being the kind of person to drink like fucking a six pack in a day. That's insane. Man, I remember that we had a wrestling coach <clears throat> in high school, who drank well, Diet Coke. I I guess. I'm no, no. He was like in his 30s, full on ca- cauliflower year. Not important, but important. And he would go through, I think, a, uh, a case of Mountain Dew every two days. A case of 12 or 24? Yeah, 12 pack, 12 pack. He drinks six a day of Mountain Dew. Full Do on, the Dew, leaded, I guess. Leaded, <clears throat> like fully leaded diesel. Not, not, not the sugar-free stuff. And he was, Jesus. of course, in incredible shape and could beat the living shit out of anyone because he was, like, 5'6 and literally was the Florida State champion wrestler when he was in high school. So, like, no one was going to tell him not to drink Mountain Dew. I feel like a doctor, right. if the doctor was like, dude, you got to stop drinking all this Mountain Dew, you wouldn't say that because you get the shit kicked out of you. Anyway. Yeah, it would have been the last day on it. Yeah. Randy says that it's a circle of life, like the Lion King. Um, and Stommer makes a deal with him is that he can have the receipt if he never says anything <clears throat> about the circle of life ever again. Uh, seems a little bit harsh. Uh, obviously, the remake hadn't come out yet, so yeah, it's did gonna come up at remake? some point. No, I did not. <clears throat> Don't care. Yeah, to. no. Apparently, it's shot for shot and just looks worse. Um, and anyway, uh, they also noticed that there's a lot of blood in the back of the car, so I think there's probably a body back there. And then we cut back to um, them driving in the car. Natalie, Monk, Troy, Ridley, Pez, and they're really confused because there's no zoo up in that whole area yeah there's no zoo but there's definitely a bunch of jackals in the car because uh, they just keep commenting on like natalie's husband or dead husband yeah. asking it because she like reveals that basically well, no, she's like, like so your husband's deceased right <laughs> she's like yeah which like how did they get that information did she volunteer that information i at don't some know point? and <clears throat> then like she says that like he was a navy pilot and it's like how'd that happen you get a crash i thought they had ejector seats and she's like, I really don't want to talk about this now. Which, like, yeah. Like, how do you have so little... T- this is how you know that, like, even though these kids are, like, wild and stuff like that, I don't want to be mean them. But you know damn well 
that they were the most antisocial, like, never talk to anyone losers in school because they have no social skills whatsoever. Like, they've never spoken yeah. to an adult in their life. There's a reason why they're not attending classes. Yeah, exactly. I, and I, I say this a lot, but I think that my biggest general criticism of pop culture about high school that takes place after the year 2000 is I think that maybe this was the case in the 80s, but the type of kid who is like the burnout who skips school to go skateboarding is the least cool kid in any school. Like, they're right. the biggest loser in the whole world. Like, they're, like that, I remember I was talking to my mom, actually, because we were talking about 80s movies when I was back home for Easter, and she asked me about The Breakfast Club, and I'm like, honestly, I didn't really like it that much because it's like... John Bender is the biggest loser in the whole world. Like, no one I've never would, seen it. That's John Nelson's character. Like, no one would give a shit what he said. Like, he just... Like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You want to, like, skip school to go smoke? Like, don't you want to, like, have a house when you're older? What the fuck's wrong with you? Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but Ridley's like, so you're a single woman. So he just... This guy's just trying to get it in in a way that makes me really uncomfortable. Right. And speaking of uncomfortable, um, <clears throat> Troy and... You know, ask Monk basically like that what his dad talks to him mm-hmm. about. Like he knows in some way that he has to talk to him about him, mm-hmm. about Troy, right? Yeah. It's I'm sorry, I'm having a really hard time. It was hard for me to write this down too. Um, and you know, Monk admits that yeah, from time to time he does mention Troy, mm-hmm. which once and again Troy... shouldn't be a given because I know nothing about my therapist's personal life. <clears throat> right, uh, but Troy, you know, mentions like how ironic it is that basically he's. You know, he talks to Monk about all kinds of stuff, but apparently he can't seem to talk to him. Mm. Um, and he even goes so far as to like to show like kind of like their dynamic that basically when he was a kid he wanted to be mm-hmm. a psychiatrist, and now it doesn't seem that way anymore. Yeah, it's he says that all he does is regurgitate psycho psychobabble, and I, I have sneaking suspicion that what the psychobabble he says is probably correct, because. Um, if being honest, I'm not a trained psychiatrist, and it feels like Troy's problems are pretty uh, self-explanatory. <laughs> like, right. He feels like his father doesn't respect him, and he's uh, rebe- rebelling out. Like, I don't feel like it's rocket science. Um, right. But he also note- notes, maybe I won't have to work at all, which, ooh. I wonder why that is, why he might feel that way. And then they stop at, like, a little, what is it, like a store or a bar? It's actually not clear. But it's is it called the zoo? No, it's not. It's called the 200. This schmuck who wrote the map can't write Z's right. I mean, can't write twos right. Oh, okay. I this completely fucking flew by for me. Mm-hmm. You're on that. You're on that Pfizer, that. man. That fi- you're freaking in the sky, man. <sighs> yeah, you know, I want to say that that's my excuse, but uh, nah, man. It was just, yeah. It was a very hectic day. Let's just say that. I, uh, you know, and speaking of hectic, they're all going crazy. Ridley fully picks up Natalie, which is incredibly inappropriate and he once again needs hr needs to talk to him he's just really out of, out of bounds right um and that's basically it right like we just cut to like yes. the bank we cut to the bank point? manager okay. steve right. um <clears throat> he apparently uh the police keep calling him and he doesn't want to talk to them so you know you already know he's up to no good um Right, but he keeps, uh, but he, like, because someone, like, I guess his assistant manager or somebody else that works at the bank mentions that, like, the, the police keep calling him, but he's not interested in that. He seems to be wondering if someone else has been calling mm-hmm. from him, exactly. and in the most suspicious way possible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. So yeah. then we cut to a conversation where Pez and Ridley are discussing how old they think Natalie is, and they guess 34, um, and, uh, th- you know, Ridley's like, that's twice my age. And Pez notes, so when you're 60, she'll be 120? Which is funny. That made me laugh. 
Yeah, um, I laughed too. I was like, oh god, okay. And then a phone starts ringing on Pez. And is it Pez's ringtone? No, um, it's... Uh, and was this clear when it first happened? Yeah, they mention it. I mean, they mentioned that he's like, where do you get that phone? It's like, I took it from the dead guy. No, 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 no. But like when it first, when they were first at the car. No, no, no. You don't see him take the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But basically, yeah, they took the dead guy's phone. Well, no, no. And... Just Pez dead because the other two don't know about it. Oh, okay. Right. But anyways, so they decide they answer the phone after all. And obviously we see that it's Stephen Connolly, so now it's confirmed that he is a piece of shit and he mm-hmm. somehow was involved in some sort of inside job. Mm-hmm. He was the inside man. Correct. Except ironically, spoiler alert, inside man doesn't actually involve an inside job, but continue. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about that. Well, no, no, well, it's the inside man because he's literally inside, you know, that's the whole thing with the wall. Oh, uh, okay, is that what it is? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, he... he um, but, but at first when they're talking on the phone... Uh, the guy, uh, Ridley, I think it's, yeah, Ridley's trying to pretend like he's the partner that, mm-hmm. that this is all happening with, yeah, but totally. Steven, Steven catches on yeah. and basically decides he needs to hang up on him. Well, so first, because they mentioned, they mentioned like, we have the map, we'll take the money, we'll cut you in maybe. And oh, this right. is important, yeah. it's important that they mention that they think the map is for money because as we find out, it is not. Correct. Um, and True. then we see, uh, Stop Minor Edition roll up to the bank. And they're talking to the bank manager, and they see a photo of the bank manager and his brother. And apparently his brother, Jack Connolly, is a little infamous. Happy Jack. Mm-hmm. We don't hear what it's for, but it's clear that he's like a piece of shit, right? Yeah, definitely a criminal. Um, not the type of... You don't want to be the type of guy that homicide detectives look at a uh, photo and like, Oh, that's your brother, Remember Happy him? Jack Connolly? Yeah. And, um, and obviously Stephen, <clears throat> which I notice is, I think... Uh, the dad from Pen15? I didn't watch Pen15. The whole conceit of the show makes me deeply uncomfortable, and I'm never going to watch it. Um, oh my god, get a fucking grip. No, anyway. not because no, the sex stuff, but just because it's two adult women playing middle schoolers with actual it's children. It's fucking hilarious, dude. I'm sure it's it is. I, it's, I'm fine with that, but I just can't. It, it's a hang. I'm not going to do it. Sorry. But you're a West Winghead? Oh, just, well, uh, that, oh those two god. things have literally nothing to do with each other. It doesn't matter. It That's doesn't fine. matter. I no, just honestly, I hate watching adults play children when the other children are played by children. It is a thing I've always hated. It just makes when else very... does that happen? Uh, honestly, anytime it happens on SNL, I hate it. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. Anytime it That's happens... your fault for watching SNL. Well, okay, whatever. You know, I didn't come here to get freaking criticized for the things I watch. I didn't criticize the show. I just said I can't watch it anyway. Um, so, uh, but anyways, he's highly suspicious. He's yeah. a loser. Yeah, yeah. And Randy has to go pee. Um, and, uh, so he needs to, um, he, then he's to go to the deli across the street. Anyway. Right. Um, there, the guy, all the folks, um, there, uh, the, the gang is waiting on the side of the road because they can't really find any clues. They don't know what the BBQ Yeah, Monk's, is. Monk's hit a wall. because yeah, um, there's no barbecue out there. Right. But some truck passes by, uh, you know, fortuitous, fortuitously? Yeah. yeah. And um, it's for Bellum, Bellum Brothers Quarry? Quarry, yep. By the way, so you did that's... miss another cancelable moment for Ridley where he asked Natalie if she wants to make out. Which, once again, dude, stop it. All right, behind one tree, nope, maybe the next one. But, yeah, I just know. wrote down all these things. She's, I think Natalie is way too okay just <clears throat> shooting these down. At some point, she's going to be like, Adrian, get this guy away from me. But anyway, not it's not my victim blame. But she's definitely way too casual about, I mean, I guess that just means she's confident in herself, whereas <clears throat> I would just be freaking out. Anyway. They right. So, but 
Yeah, so they 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 figure out that the, that's the Bell and Brothers Quarry. It's not a barbecue spot that they're looking okay. for. So they show up to the quarry, and you know, sure enough, they see an X somewhere like in the distance, mm-hmm. uh, amongst like all the gravel and shit. Yep. And obviously, the guys, or the three teenagers, don't want to like uncover what they're there to get. Yeah. So they decide that they're going to come back. But Natalie points out, like, hey, don't you want to take a picture? Like, that's why we were here, right? You need to prove, like, that you got mm-hmm. for extra credit or whatever. So they take a picture. And, um, and you know, they're on their way. But not before we see that Stephen Connolly shows up there. He's creeping. Yeah, he's creeping. They only All cut right. back to Kroger. And uh, Monk is suspiciously happy. And he's basically yeah, he's being talking, cheeky. Yeah, he's talking about he saw the most important case of his career. And he helped a friend of mine who was not even going to know about it. Right, and you know, Charles Kroger says like that's the best, that's literally the best kind of charity is mm-hmm. doing something good for somebody without expecting any credit for it. Yep. And it's obviously, it's obvious that Monk is trying to get some credit for it, but yes, Charles, he doesn't ask him, he doesn't he doesn't uh, belabor him. And apparently it. Troy is doing really well. He came downstairs whistling and said, wow, it's a wonderful day. Yeah, and Monk comments that maybe his school work, his grades are going to get better. And, you know, Kroger expresses some sort of, uh, you know. Some doubt. Yeah, well, hopefully. Yeah, that would be great. And Monk's like, nope, it's definitely going to happen. And they kind of just keep playing off each other. Yep. And so uh, we cut to Stahlmeier and Disher asking Natalie <clears throat> Monk for help on the robbery. Um, and as this is going on, Disher is loudly sucking on, not a chili dog once again, he's sucking on uh, the, one of those gigantic cups, and Stamar pokes a hole in it, and so Disher has to cover it with his finger. And they're right. watching they're watching a security video from the bank, and did you catch what bank this is? Uh, no. I kid you not, it is the Vinton Street branch. How long is Vinton Street? This is a two-in-one episode. Dude, this is like fucking uh, Sunset Boulevard levels of scale. Yeah. Um, and so they mention they mention that the the uh, manager's brother is Happy Jack Connolly, and then we see that the security guard shoots the guy in green. Then they shoot the guard, and um, they mention that the, the the one guy Tony Gamalobo was found right. dead. Um, they trace the car to him, yes, and he was forty seven years old, which among a little flashback. Yeah, I don't get why though. Because can you remind me when? Uh, Pez is showing the ID when he's trying to buy the 40s. The guy says, no way you're 47. Oh, he was using his ID. Okay, I completely did like miss that. Okay, and great. And Monk's like, wait, you said that you think it was kids who found him? And so Monk's putting it all together. Um, and then he asks about the cell phone that was missing. Randy shows that he has the same cell phone. Shouts to 2007 with the red Motorola Razor. Was um, that appropriate for then? I felt like that was even before then for whatever reason. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I think, I think you might have still had that. Um, yeah, I think about it, that's about right. The iPhone, I think, was introduced in late 2007, but, like, that was not... It, well, people didn't immediately all have iPhones. <clears throat> okay, side note, and we can cut this out, but I just watched The Departed. Uh-huh. Um, my, my wife had never seen it before, uh-huh. and, my God, I was just looking at all the phones from 2000. I guess they filmed it in 2005-ish. Yes. <clears throat> the bit where Matt Damon is texting in his pocket with a is phone fucking is fucking ridiculous. That's impossible. That is the biggest plot hole... That movie is not. Oh, well that written. is. Well, no, that that movie is not well written. I love it to death. It's I truly amazing. No, it's not. I think but the worst that... scene personally is like when that random scene of like Jack Nicholson and his like girlfriend watching the opera and then just throwing cocaine in the air. Like, what the hell did that have to do with anything? Wait, not the scene with Jack Nicholson and the dildo, which apparently he improvised on the day. That was funny to me. At oh, least. it's hilarious. I just love that. Yeah. If any story about that movie 
it is insane that that's the movie Marty got Best Director and Best Picture for. Yes. Because, once again, I love it. I think it, in terms of enjoyable um, enjoyability of his movies, I think it's in the top three. But yes, absolutely. it is an absolute mess of a movie, and it is crazy. Also, that movie won Best Adapted Screenplay, too. It's like, what the fuck? Also, 2007 also was a terrible year for talk me. About a, talk about a makeup call. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways. Uh, Monk has to go talk to Troy. Natalie can't come. Anyway. So, uh... Yeah, Monk, at the very least, he's he's doing him a solid. He doesn't want to get him in trouble. Yeah. He's he's trying to figure something out. And so we cut to the Vintage Street Minimart again, and the kids are balling out. They clearly came into some money. One of them's got a fur coat. And the way I described it is, Troy is dressed like he is Rob Thomas in a Matchbox 20-minute music video. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's my note. I was going to say, you look like Leslie Mann in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Wow, that's great. That's great. That's a great reference. Um, great, great, great stuff. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Monk the at, fedora gave it. Yes, yeah. Monk, specifically the study earrings is what did the Rob Thomas thing for me. Um, also, he kind of yeah. looks a little bit like Rob Thomas. Um, I can see that. But so Monk's like, tell me one thing about Treasure Island. And to be frank, I couldn't tell you something about Treasure Island because I haven't read it. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I just know that it's a hotel in Vegas. Yeah, I, much I, I know that the movie Treasure Planet is based on it. Um, oh, okay, and but you hey you know what I know about Treasure Planet though nothing I haven't seen it. Um, okay. So monks like you you that wasn't a project you found it next to a body a man was killed which he makes all good points. <clears throat> right. Um, so he just comes up with the solution of you know him and Troy they're gonna go back to the scene of the crime or scene of the where they mm-hmm. found the money they're just gonna. You know, put everything back as if nothing happened, and then kind of just try to see if they can find a way to exactly keep him out of this. Exactly, and so uh, you know they go through. They get they Troy and Monk get to the gravel site, the quarry, and it's late at night. And Monk refuses to leave the car because he doesn't like gravel. Um, and he notes that looking at the map, where the X was is not where the map indicated the money will be buried. I mean, that, that map didn't seem to scale, to be quite Correct. honest. But also, another, a point that Monk makes is that uh, why oh, right. would they bury $2 million and leave an X? And this is where Troy admits something that he didn't admit up front. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they all the stuff that they bought that they were flossing out earlier mm-hmm. only added up to about 5K. Mm-hmm. That's all they found. Yes. So implying that either there's like a ton of cash still buried there or something is afoot. Yes. He's Troy's theory is that the bank made it up to rip off the insurance company, which honestly not a bad idea. Um, you know, yeah. not a better way to make a buck. The problem, of course, with that is that the bank would make money. The like the bank itself would make money, not like any individual people. Um, but I'm. A, I Correct. mean, I don't. I can't encourage anyone to do it. But as a crime, I'm generally view insurance scams favorably. I'll just say that. Yeah, There's that's no, fine. If, if you're going to rip off a bank, if so you're, be it. If you're, if you're doing an insurance scam, not like where you jump in front of a car and someone has their insurance is affected, but if you're like faking stealing your own stuff, honestly, knock yourself out. Because um, apparently Dr. Kroger himself did this where when they got their house robbed – uh, Dr. Kroger lied and said they had a rare coin collection, which there's no way that <clears throat> uh, I worked in a home and renters insurance startup for like a month. They, based on the angry emails that we got about uh, the claims department not listening, I there's no way that you're gonna get uh, insurance reimbursement <clears throat> for a rare coin collection you don't have any evidence of. Not only that, but do you actually believe that he would have done that? Yeah, I do. 
I think that there's yeah. a, I, I think that, I think there's a certain type of, like, energy that a suburban white dad has where, like, they feel like they're mildly getting one over. Like, you know, like, uh, like it's not a real crime. It's like, let's just say we have a like real they'll, 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 they'll chuckle to themselves about exactly, it. Exactly. Like, because I'm also not imagining they got, like, $10,000. I think it's probably, like... Uh, we got $100 off that rare coin collection lie, you know? There's a little, like, energy of that where, like, hey, I, you know how you can get one over? You can get, like, $90 from the insurance company if you save a rare coin collection. Um, or it's, like, refilling your, like, keeping a drink from, like, a couple days ago and going back to a fast food place and exactly. filling it. Yeah. So, as this is happening, uh, Steven gets in his backhoe, um, and uh, Monk notices something on the ground, a ski mask that wasn't there yesterday, and Monk <clears throat> realizes, oh, no, We've been followed. Get back in the car. But there's a big problem. It's kind of hard to start up your car and drive when you're on gravel. <clears throat> Correct. So they're like, you know, basically not stuck in mud. They're stuck in gravel. They're trying to get the fuck out. Stephen Connolly fires up that bulldozer. And uh, that's what it's called, right? A bulldozer? I, I It's a backhoe. It probably is a bulldozer. I, it is a bulldozer. A what? A backhoe. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I've never even heard a that backhoe? in my life. A backhoe? Man, that's not, that's not a crazy... I've never heard that in my life. A not once. Is a okay. I'll say this: it is not a backhoe, but that is a backhoe is a thing. Okay, I'm sure it is, but I'm telling you, I've never heard it. Yes. But anyways, so they somehow get pinned into like this like weird pit thing, mm-hmm. and obviously Stephen Connolly buries them uh, because yeah. because they can't they can't open the doors to the sides of them. That's how like tight exactly. this hole is. Yeah, they get uh, buried alive. <laughs> um, yeah, Monk is re- I mean just down bad, buried alive for the second time in his life. Which is two more times than you Oof. want to happen. Honestly, like, I would be, I would be more down bad. I'm so claustrophobic. Like, I can't even like get dogpiled without like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and so, <clears throat> Monk is, um, you know, hey, we cut to like the next morning, yeah, the basically. Morning. And Monk is catatonic, and he asks what time it is, and apparently it's like it's in the morning. Um, yeah. And Monk, but Monk's like, hey, I'm gonna get out and I'm gonna push. Yeah. And, of course, he, you know, you can't get out. So he suspects that somehow <clears throat> Troy has locked the doors and is not letting him do this. But it's, like, clear the gravel is packed up against Correct. the window. You're not going to open that up. Yes. Um, so then, you know, Monk's like, well, you know, take out your phone. Like, let's call somebody, blah, blah, blah. So Troy mentions he doesn't have any signal. He's like, well, take out Gamma Lobo's phone because I know you got that. Takes that out, too. And... Somehow, by accident, they start like dialing a bunch of numbers, but he they open up the caller ID, and basically, Monk solves the crime at this point. Yeah. Right? I do love he says, I know what happened. <clears throat> Yay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Happened. Yeah. And uh, so, Natalie, <clears throat> then, we cut to Natalie. She rolls up on Ridley and Pez. Um, at and, the Vinton. Yeah, Vinton Street Mini Mart. And Ridley says that she he was thinking about her. And, like, I, I just want to know what his endgame is this. I, I just don't. Man, like I, I, I just have so many problems with this guy. Um, yeah. And uh, she says, "Don't think about me again," which I appreciate. Uh, and we then get we basically they she, they fill her in on what happened. Um, yeah. She tells him that Monk never came home. So where the hell is yeah. he? And so after Monk freaks out a little more, um, when when uh, Troy turns off the light, um, she he in order to calm Monk down asks him to talk about the case and give the right. what happened. Yeah, so essentially it was like an inside job between um, Tony Gamalobo, the guy, the stiff in the car, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Connolly, and Happy Jack Connolly. Mm-hmm. During the course of the robbery, 
uh, Happy Jack gets shot and he gets killed, mm-hmm. right? Or he dies a, a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Stephen knows that he needs to cover up this body or else he's going to be implicated yeah. in the crime because his brother, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So essentially why he would draw a treasure map to this, I have no well, fucking no, idea. Well, no, he was giving a map of instructions for Gamma Lobo to bury the body. Okay, right. Okay, so that's what it was. So yeah, it wasn't, it where wasn't to find a treasure map. It was where to put something. Correct. So that's where his brother was going to be buried. And obviously, when he got the phone call uh, mm-hmm. from the the teenagers, the yeah, yeah, he, he or when he called teenagers. when he called them and and got the mm-hmm. the the four one one, he basically took five k from the bank or from somewhere from the and no, he, from the robbery. Oh, from the robbery, and he planted it in order to get them to, like, basically, you know, be satisfied with that amount yeah. of cash and, you know, leave the area and not try to find whatever, or not come across his brother's body in any way, right? And that's basically it. Yep. And so then, yeah, uh, Stott, Dish, and Natalie roll <clears throat> up, and as is happening, <clears throat> Troy is, you know, talking Monk down, and he wants to play 20 questions, and what, what do you think Monk, uh, <clears throat> what's Monk thinking of? Well, he thinks first that he's going to pick a mineral, mm-hmm. and then obviously, what's the thing that's around them? A bunch it's of gravel. gravel. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Natalie's like, you know, they're not here now. It's clear they must have left. Um, and <clears throat> Troy is doing something very helpful, that he's getting Monk to calm down by doing what? Um, oh, asking him about, like, weather reports from, like, the day he was born or something? I have no not idea. Not the day he was born. Monk's not that young, but from the 60s. <clears throat> Yeah, so he's going through like March third, March fourth, whatever, telling him yeah. partly cloudy, it was supposed to rain that day, but apparently it didn't. Yep. And they, you know, Troy hears a car above them, but obviously as they're buried, uh, you know, buried down there, uh, they cannot be heard. Yeah. Uh, and so they're about to drive them, away, you know. Yeah. And but thankfully, they got to stop because Randy's got to yeah. go pee. Yeah, he's been sucking down too many sodas, so he's exactly. got to take a piss. So he runs off, and Troy gets the genius idea, because they can obviously hear someone above them, yeah. too, of, you know, blasting their metal music, which just made me think, why the fuck were they just, like, laying on the horn? That is a good point. That is a good point. Uh, yeah. Did you anyway, think about that? No, I didn't. Uh, okay. But they were they play the music. Randy feels better. and But Randy stops. He hears the music. Yeah. He's got a hunch. Um, and, you know, he basically gets thought to turn off the music and he tells, yeah, turn off the car, sorry. Um, and Natalie and, and Stott come out and they come out to the area and Natalie recognizes the song and that's, Mm -hmm. and there we go. Like basically metal, Mm -hmm. metal saved their lives. Metal saved the, you know, and if the moral of the story is put your metal on super loud. Of course, I'm joking. Don't do that. Um, so then we cut to. Monk is, he's in, you know, the blanket with the ambulance, and he's like, you can turn off the music now, because, of course, he still hears it, um, and, yep. uh, you know, I also it turns out that Randy's mad because Stalmeyer's going to mention in his report that Randy had to take a pee. Um, Instead of him just having a hunch. Yeah. And uh, we, cut, then St- Kroger walks over and has a little conversation with uh, Monk about Troy. With the fucking Oakleys on. Yep. Um, yeah, and he basically thanks Monk for, like, a wonderful gift mm-hmm. to which Monk replies it's way better than a wristwatch yeah. and because sure apparently enough, Troy wants to study psychology now <clears throat> yeah you know he wants to be just like his pappy mm-hmm. and I do appreciate that Monk says that it's because they had a good heart to heart and not that Troy figured out he has a knack for calming people down without running psychotic episodes ah that's a good point yeah yep 
And but yeah, now Monk wants he wants to brag to Harold, so he's trying to get Doc Kroger to call Harold Crenshaw then. And then that's how it ends with uh, you know them yelling about um, Harold Crenshaw and uh, how yep. Monk is better than him, which you know is appropriate for the next episode. But we're talking about this episode still. So mm-hmm. what do you give this episode out of ten? I gave it a seven and a half. I gave it a seven and a half as well. It's fine. Um, I think the pacing of it is a bit weird. Um, like I think that. It's, yeah, no, it just kind of, it felt like things kept happening to them as opposed to, like, them making active decisions of, like, solving the, like, Monk's expertise really didn't come in handy at all. They just happened to stumble upon the different clues, you know? Um, Yeah, I kind of wish it would have been, like, more of a scavenger hunt in some way. Yeah, exactly. That would have made it more fun, I think. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, it's fine. And what is more than fine is if you follow us on Twitter at StreakyMonk and Andre Barrera, people follow you. You can follow me at Andre Barrera. Yep. You can follow him for all of your sucking on chili dog needs. You mm-hmm. can follow me on Twitter at the J Christie. Ray, if you subscribe, share it with the biggest Monk fan in your life. But more important than that, tune in later this week as we talk about Mr. Monk and the Daredevil. I dare you to get monkey.